the more we pray, the worse it gets. Logic alone should tell you you're doing something wrong. If it's not working, it's because we have offended that divine presence in the universe who put those, those 12 zodiological symbols in the heaven. And in the book of Job 38, 31, and 32, 33, look it up, Job 38, 31, 32, and 33, where God says to Job, where were you when I created the blessed Pleiades? When I created Orion, the belt of Orion, where were you when I created Maseroth? Look up the word Maseroth. It will tell you. It's a Phoenician-Canaanite word called Hebrew. It's a Hebrew-Phoenician-Canaanite word. Maseroth means zodiac. The Bible has God saying to Job, where were you when I created the zodiac? I put my signs in the heavens, and you don't look. Many will look with their eyes, but you don't see. You're listening with your ears, but you're not hearing. And you're not getting a sense of it. And so consequently, since we are offending the divine presence in the universe by calling down evil upon something that God has created, the divine presence in the universe is very fearful. It doesn't care if you're right or what you think or how you believe. Either you're right or you're wrong. And consequently, when we begin to understand that we have been led into condemning something that God has created, we are in serious trouble in this country because we are not, we are not being, we don't have leaders. We have misleaders. We have people who make tons of money on Christian television with their little homosexual hairdos and their diamond rings and all of their wristwatches dancing around singing praises to the Lord and never realize the very word Lord, L-O-R-D, comes from L-A-R-D, Lord. And why is L-A-R-D, Lord, is Greece. Greece is oil. Oil is Christos. And in the Greek language, Christos is where Pillsbury gets a cooking oil called Crisco. Crisco is Christo, and Christo is Christ. Oil, when it congeals, is called Lord, L-A-R-D. Wake up and get a life. This is an incredible world of deception, lies, misrepresentations, and as far as I'm concerned, until such time as we are able to, for the first time, actually understand what the Bible is telling us and where we're going, why do you think they have something in the Bible called the book of Revelation? Revelation is nothing more than the zodiac. I could go on for hours showing you. I was not able to bring a projector here so that I could show you the scriptures, the symbols, and the emblems. But remember that the entire New Testament is a metaphor, an astrological metaphor for the outworking of God's plan on the earth. And we as Christians and Jews have been taught that this is something evil. Why? Why does the church say that astrology is evil?
obviously, because they don't want you to know what they know. They're not stupid. They, they, they have been guided by the astrological symbols in the churches for a thousand years. Why do you think Jesus fed his followers with two fish? The two fish are Pisces. Why do you think the Pope wears the mitre? It's the symbol of the fish. The two fish are the fish of the two fish of, of Pisces. Let me let me go back and and explain this to you. On the first day of summer, as I said, all of the religious teachings in our Western world come from the northern hemisphere. Alright? If you go to the very first day of summer, directly overhead in our northern hemisphere. The first day of summer is the, the, the constellation that begins summer is called Leo. So consequently, the sun is called the Lion King. Disney makes movies about the Lion King, and Christians go to see the movie The Lion King and haven't got the faintest idea in the world what they're looking at. Disney also is many things, but stupid is not one of them. So the Lion King is the sun in the constellation of Leo the Lion, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. But consequently, three months later, he enters into something called autumn, or the fall. Why? Because he was standing straight, and now he's falling. So the first day of fall, he is halfway on his way to the southern hemisphere. Now understand, each day, from the first day of summer, the Lion King, it moves one degree southward every day, one small degree southward every day, until it hits the three months, the 90 days, it hits the 90th degree, it is now passing over the equator, and it's heading south. Three months later, 90 degrees more, and it finally ends up in the lowest part of the southern sky. For three days, once it reaches the lowest part, it's called the winter solstice. That's on December 22nd. The, the sun going southward reaches the lowest point in the southern sky on December 22nd. And, it, and the next day, December 23rd, it rises on that same degree. The following day on the 24th, rises on the same degree. So it hasn't gone any further south, and it hasn't started back north either. So for three days, the sun is dead in his tomb. On December 25th, each year, the sun moves one degree northward, which means it's now moving again. So therefore, it is born again. And we now are able to celebrate God's son's birthday on December 25th. It is born again. Why? It is now beginning its annual journey back to the northern hemisphere. And as it gets to that halfway point again, and this is important, as it gets to that halfway point again, we call it spring. Because he was dead in winter. He was a lion king in summer. He's now fallen. Now he's completely dead in winter. Everything's dead in winter in the northern hemisphere. Now he's coming back, so he's springing back to life. And in the first week of spring, he crosses over the equator again, coming back to the northern hemisphere. 
So in the ancient world, they celebrated the first week of spring. And when in the ancient world, when you died, like the sun did in December, when you died in the ancient world, people would say, Grandmother passed last night. We still say the same thing today. Grandfather passed on last night. Uh, grandmother passed away, or they passed. The word passed always meant death. They have died. They passed last night. And so consequently, the Egyptians said that when you died, you passed over from the east of the Nile to the west of the Nile. You have passed over to the next world. So consequently, the son, which was the lion king of the tribe of Judah, he was really hot. And then in the fall, he's now falling. And now he dies in Capricorn. He dies in the winter. Then on December 25th, he moves one degree northward, so we celebrate that he's come back to life. He is now moving back into the northern hemisphere. He crosses the equator on the first week of spring. And the ancient peoples a thousand years before Hebrews ever existed celebrated the first week of spring and they called it the Passover. Okay? The Passover is the sun passing over the equator on its way back to the northern hemisphere. And once it reaches the northern hemisphere, the Passover is in the constellation in the ancient zodiac of Virgo. So he is born of a virgin. Wake up. Get a life. This is why Christians are called believers, because they believe. They don't know anything. They believe. And I am saying that if there is a God, which I am totally convinced there is, then we had better wake up and start showing respect for the divine heavens and the story that is written in the divine heavens because there are some serious problems coming down on this earth and it's been foretold thousands of years ago by people who knew how to read the symbols. And consequently, when the first day of the first week of spring was called the Passover, because the sun, which was dead in winter, is now passing over into a new life in spring. But of course, Christians could not have anything to do with the Passover, because obviously that's Jewish, and we wouldn't want to have anything to do with that. So consequently, we say that God's Son is resurrected. It doesn't matter if you call it resurrected, or passed over, or coming back to life, it's still the Son is passing over. It's resurrected. It's coming back. And consequently, as I said, the first week of spring, according to the ancient Egyptian calendar, was in Virgo. So God's son is born of a virgin. So Christians go out on the first week of spring, and they have something called an Easter sunrise service. Sunrise service? Well, of course, God's son is risen. It's sun worship. Wake up, it's sun worship. It's the obvious happiness that the human family has in the northern hemisphere that God's son is coming back. And so in the first week of spring is the Passover and Christians go out early in the morning to greet the newborn son on Easter, which is Esther or Ishtar. 
It has to do with sun worship. It has to do with with the most ancient story the world has ever known. This is why the Bible is called the greatest story ever told. The Son of God represents spiritual and intellectual enlightenment, the light of the world. When the sun comes up in the morning, it's the newborn sun. At 12 noon, it became known as the Most High. He is the Most High. Why? Because it don't get much higher than noon. It's called High Noon. So he is the Most High. Yeah. Then at night, he dies. He goes to the underworld. So there's three different positions the sun holds in the life of man. The newborn, the full-grown, and the old dying man. The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The triune, the trinity, is nothing more than the sun and the three phases in man's life. But it's only one sun, but it's three divine persons. So they say, well, it's a mystery. Nothing's a mystery. You know, television's a mystery to a Uganda. You know, if you're out in the middle of Africa, it's not a mystery if you've got an education and can read and think a little bit. Nothing's a mystery. The only real mystery is how it is that we don't know these things when it's been written for thousands of years. I have said over and over that there's nothing holy in Salt Lake City, in Rome, in Mecca, and especially there's nothing holy in Jerusalem. The only thing that's holy in Jerusalem are the stories. They're full of holes. <laughs> and 